to another Did I Miss Anything? Oscar Weekend Edition. Is that what this is? Um, it's gonna be since it's Oscar Weekend this weekend, and that's oh. that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna call it. Cool. Um, my name is Lewis. Yep. And with me, as always, is Heather. Hello. And we ended up watching uh, a nominate an Oscar that's nominated. Uh, what? Not an Oscar that's nominated. What was that? A movie that's nominated for several Oscars and has quite the buzz around it. That movie being Coda. Correct. The movie that premiered at Sundance last January and then was released in theaters for a little bit. And then I think Apple picked up the streaming rights for it. So that'll be a huge win if they win. It'll be one of those streaming movies that wins an Academy Award. Do you know what CODA stands for? I do. Oh, okay. Uh, Children of Deaf Adults. Yep, that's what I mean. Um, and that is what this movie is about. So CODA takes place in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and it centers around this family who are all deaf except for one, um, one of their family members, uh, Ruby, who is their the daughter. daughter. And then um, her father and her mother, Frank and Jackie, and her brother, Leo, um, they're all deaf. So Is... is- being deaf genetic because in the part there's a part in the movie where they talk about where she the mother talks to the sister and it's like oh i when you were born i was wishing and hoping that you were deaf yeah i mean i'm pretty sure the son was born deaf too and the mother and the father are deaf i don't think just because your parents are deaf your your kid is like guaranteed to come out i mean i'm sure it like increases your odds but i don't think it's like uh, i don't think it's like a for sure thing well obviously not so uh so the Rossies, uh, that's the f- family name, they own a little fishing business that Ruby helps them out with. And uh, Ruby, by the way, is also still in high school. She's a senior, I think. Uh, she is a senior, yeah. Right. She's about to graduate. So uh, Ruby helps the family out with fishing and all that stuff. And she uh, usually goes to the meetings that they have there so that she can... Um, translate. Uh, translate for her, for her dad and her brother, who they're like the full-time fishermen. Uh, to let them know what's going on in all of these like meetings and stuff. So uh, one day, I guess they're like imposing new fees and things for like the people that fish as part of this. Um, are they in a union? I don't think there was in a union, but they're like in a fishing commune. They like work. Like, at, you know, well, they like work at a dock and they fi- they do the fishing and then they sell their right, fish in the market to, into the to some guy who yeah. I guess who then sells it wholesale or whatever and so i guess like the people that run the docks they're like imposing new fees and things and like the people that are all the fishermen they're already struggling as it is because they're not they're not being paid a fair wage or they're not being paid fairly, fairly for, the, for their catch yeah, for the fish, yeah. so ruby's family they're 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 in a tight situation and uh one day ruby uh is in school and they're picking electives for i guess the year uh, Ruby decides to join Chorus because her crush, Miles, joins Chorus. And she's like, oh, this will get me more time with Miles, I guess. And turns out Ruby can actually sing, um, as can Miles. They end up being, like, the best singers in the little choir that they have in the school. Uh, their teacher, Mr. V, um, gives them, I guess, like, the solos in the spring recital. Sure. Whatever. In a recital. The big recital for the school. Um, they start practicing and stuff, but they practice separately. So when they sing together in class for Mr. V, Mr. V's like, that sounds terrible. You guys have to practice together because you're singing this love song. And, you know, if, unless you practice together, like it's not going to sound right and all that. So they start practicing together. One day they practice at Ruby's house and they're interrupted by Ruby's parents having sex quite loudly. 
because they're deaf and they don't so they don't hear how loud they are and they didn't know anyone was home and that's right and they also didn't know anyone was home so uh it's a very embarrassing situation for ruby uh she kindly asks well she doesn't kindly ask miles to leave but her parents end up sitting her and miles down in the living room which is a very funny and quite awkward exchange uh miles ends up leaving and then I guess Miles tells one of his friends the next day at school, it spreads through the school and Ruby is already embarrassed enough as it is because she's already kind of the outcast since um, she's pretty much been bullied for being like the the kid of like the deaf family. Which I find really weird. So Yeah, that's like a weird thing to be bullied for. But uh, um, kids are mean. So, so she's being bullied for that. She has a hard time... Um, with this whole sex thing now with her parents yeah. and, it's, and her and her entire life has kind of been her just staying with the family and like translating for them like for everything like yes like if she left they would probably have a pretty hard time you know yeah co- communicating with the world and stuff like which that. um is where the movie takes quite the turn because we find out that ruby's a very good singer and her teacher mr v used was an alumni of uh the berkeley school of music uh, Berkeley, College. Berkeley College of Music. How dare you? Apologies. It's a fine institution. How dare you? John Mayer, I am so sorry. Oh, did he go there? He did go there for like a semester. Wow. Or I don't even think it was a semester. It was like a couple of weeks. Um, he so, got in though. Uh, so Mr. V is an alumni and he's talking to Ruby and he's like, look, I think you got a good shot. I'll work with you after school, on weekends, whenever. Um, and I can see if I can put in a good word for you. Maybe we can get you an audition and you can like, potentially make this your life ruby's like uh she's like struggling with the decision because she helps her family with um with their fishing business and um like heather said basically just translates for them everywhere else so like when they go out to restaurants and all that stuff um so one day she she's having this conversation with her parents that she wants to go to college and her parents are quite shocked because the plan i guess their plan for her was that she would you know finish out school and then help out with the fishing business Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um ruby doesn't see it that way she decides she wants to give uh berkeley college of music a shot Uh, and it's it's i mean not funny funny is the wrong word but like they don't know that she's good yeah because they can't hear her sing sing. so So they don't know so that's another thing that's on their minds is like oh is she even good enough to do this? Like, yeah. like we're going to, she's wants to go into the music business, which is a hard business. Yeah. But what if she's not good? We don't know. We don't. So, uh, she starts, uh, practicing with Mr. V. Uh, they start working on it, uh, working on her, um, I guess like the piece that she's going to sing for this audition at Berkeley college of music to get in. Um, Berkeley school of music. Berkeley. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so she, um, she starts showing up to her lessons, but she starts showing up late. Mr. V starts getting quite annoyed by this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, gives her an ultimatum of like, look, I'm doing this for you. You got to show me that you want this. When I tell you to be here at a certain time, you have to be here at a certain time, not 20 minutes later. Uh, the reason she's always arriving late is because she's also helping her family with uh, their fishing business. So one day she has a heart to heart with her family. She's like, look, I'm going to do this. And her family's like, well, we need you with the fishing uh, thing. So like, we need your help. Cause she also, she's the one that gets them up and everything because her family can't hear the alarm. Yeah. They have a thing rigged up where the lights flash, right? Or something like that. There was a thing, uh, but they don't always notice it. Cause well, yeah, they're sleeping. cause they're sleeping. So yeah. But I mean, if lights start flashing, I mean, that would probably, yeah. that might wake you up. Um, so Ruby's the one that like wakes them up for, to go out at like a quarter to four in the morning or something like that. How so, come it's a, go so early to fish is that like 
Is that like when the best like catches are? Or I assume. Is like early bird gets the and worm? Then, I guess. And then that and also because Ruby has to do it before school. Yeah, but like I always see and like. Because they also have to sell it to the market because then the market needs the fresh fish for I the day. I get. Oh, maybe that's it. Because I always see in movies. Like, I mean, I've never been on a like. I've yeah. never gone fishing, but like it's always, oh, we got to get up at 5 a.m. to well, go I th- yeah, fishing. I think, I think it's because you have to get the catch in for the markets when they open. But even like if you're going recreationally, it's always like, oh, let's, yeah, that, it's, it's no, always like, let's that, go before the sun comes up. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not one, a big fishing guy. So one day, Ruby, uh, she decides she's not going to go um, fishing with her family that day. And she just basically has them fend for themselves. Yeah, she goes, well, because her and that Miles, Miles guy start yeah. to, they, they, they start of, a little bit of a relationship. They do. So they yeah. kind of go out on a little adventure, like fun day together. They just go to like this swimming hole. Yeah, I guess. That's, basi- yeah. that's basically all they do. Yeah. Um, so while that happens, Frank and Leo are out on the fishing boat and I guess they're going out too far or they're going into like waters that they shouldn't be going into. So the Coast Guard follows up behind them. And is like beeping their horn and flashing their lights and calling them on the radio and asking them like, hey, where are you going? You got to turn back. You got to turn back. They're deaf. They can't hear anything. Um, and part of the issue now is part of like the whole fees and all these new changes that they're doing, that the dock owners are doing, they have someone from some sort of office it's kind of it's, to like it, monitor how they fish, like kind of how like they, a health inspector sort of, yeah. but not for not a health inspector. Yeah, it's just like she's so, just she's there on to there like, like to make sure that everything's up to code. I guess. Yeah, right? like all that stuff type like of that, stuff. Yeah. And so she's seeing this, and uh, Frank and Leo aren't reacting to the Coast Guard because obviously they can't hear the signal. Um, but she just stood there and didn't and do yeah, anything. Yeah, she didn't do anything. Like she could have went up to them and been like, "Hey, hey there's a boat." There's a boat. You. She just stood there and was like freaked Did out. So then she didn't know they were deaf. Yeah, she didn't know they were deaf. So then um, the Coast Guard ends uh, ends up pulling up right next to them and kind of, I guess, like gently nudging their boat, not so much ramming it. Um, They eventually Frank eventually stops the boat. Coast Guard gets on their boat and they're like, hey, you got to like we're calling you on the radio. You got to respond. And Frank's like signaling to them that he can't hear that they're deaf. And, and, and eventually, this the, lady the, yeah. finally finally is like, "Yeah, they're deaf." She's, she so. was she was such an she was so weird about it too when she found yeah. out that they were deaf. Like she was like scared for some reason. Yeah, like it they, was really weird. It was like they had three heads or something. Yeah, I'm like um, they're just deaf people. So now, uh, with things being so tight for the Rossies as is, now they've got to face these fines that they get for operating the boat without anyone being able to communicate on the radio or anything like that. It was like, like ten that. grand or something, right? Wasn't yeah, it? or like three or something like that. Yeah, and then the Coast Guard um, imposes these sanctions, like they always have to have somebody on the boat that can hear, that can work the radio, that I can mean, like communicate and stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, so now they're in like a real bind. Uh, they have, I guess, a family meeting that night. Ruby's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to let go of this college thing. I'll just, we'll graduate, I'll graduate. I'll help you out with the business. It'll be fine. Uh, Leo gets very upset because he keeps, throughout the entire movie, he's insisting that they don't need Ruby to run the business, that they can just do it themselves. Um, And, oh, and also uh, Leo and Frank, they keep attending these meetings to voice their, uh, just with the other fishermen, to voice their concerns about like all these new fees and regulations that they're imposing on them. They decide to start their own like co-op type deal. Yeah, that's that's so what I So they get the for. fishermen, like all the yeah, fishermen so all together the fishermen, to sell their right. own, to sell their fish themselves without yeah. having to pay. Instead the of pay, yeah, right. So so they start doing that. So while all this is going on with Ruby, they kind of cut back to them like getting this co-op set up and all this. Um and then it was actually funny at one point um 
uh, what's the name of the woman that plays her mother? Marley Matlin. That's her. Um, she, um, they're, they're talking about how this co-op thing is going to go, how, how it's going to happen. And like Leo and Frank and, and, uh, and Jackie are all discussing like what, uh, Marley, what Marley, what, uh, Jackie can do and all this. And they mentioned like, oh, you can help with like the other fishermen's wives, like prepping the fish and getting them ready to sell and stuff. And she's like, she's like, I don't want to be with those hearing bitches. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to start calling everyone now hearing, hearing bitches. bitches. Well, people who can hear, um, which I think was probably my favorite line in the entire movie. Mm. Uh, my favorite part was when they were explaining the sex, the, the sex thing. Oh, that was a good point because too. The, because the, the, the sign, the sign language for like sex and sex acts are just what you think they what are. What you think they are. <laughs> or at least that's what they did. I don't know if they did that. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't know if they did that for Miles's benefit so he would actually understand. Oh, maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Silent I'm curious. Show. I don't know if they were doing it right or not. Anywho, so then we come to find out that um, Leo kind of, not dating, but I guess he started having a sexual relationship with Ruby's friend. Best friend. Best friend. Makes a difference. And I guess at some point she had um mentioned to leo because she doesn't know sign language either but she somehow mentioned to leo that uh ruby can actually like really sing so they're getting ready for this recital uh ruby and miles go up for their solos i think ruby i think ruby starts it off and then like miles joins in and they do their little duets and stuff and uh, everybody in the audience starts um, getting a little teary-eyed, getting a little weepy. Once they're done, they're clapping. They start. Everybody starts clapping. Um, but Leo's like looking around, and he's noticing how everybody is like enjoying Ruby's performance. And at one point, he turns to his mom and signs that like, "Oh, she's actually good." And once her parents see everybody clapping and stuff, they realize, "Oh, she can actually do this," and they encourage her to go to Berkeley. So they end up waking up the day of her audition, um, and they rush her down to Berkeley because it's in Boston, by the way. It is in Boston, yeah. So this is take this takes place. So they live in a town called Gloucester, Massachusetts. I think that's how you say it. Gloucester or Gloucester, I don't know. Whatever, New England. It's like Um, it's like Worcester. Like it looks like Worcestershire, but they say Worcester. But I think they say Gloucester. But I think they say Gloucester. I don't know. Yeah. They so, have weird, they, they name their towns weird. So they, they end up, oh, and actually, oh man, this is another touching scene too. Um, before the night before her audition, um, her father, it's after the spring recital and they get, they get back home. Um, her father pulls her aside as like the rest of her family goes into the house and asks her to sing the song that she sang at the recital. And he puts her hand, he puts his hand up to her, um, up to her neck to like feel the vibrations of her singing and he gets like super moved by it. Oh, also another funny thing about her dad. He loves gangster rap because <laughs> the bass. because of the bass, he yeah. can feel the vibrations. So, um in the beginning of the movie, he went to go pick her up and he's like blasting I want to say it was like a Snoop Dogg song. I don't remember what it I was. I don't remember, but, yeah. but it was like a hardcore gangster rap song and Ruby's like mortified at this and she's like signing for them to like turn the volume down and stuff. Anywho, they rush down to the Berkeley uh College of Music. Uh, Ruby has, Ruby has her audition. Um, as she's like starting her audition, Mr. V comes in to play the piano for her because apparently the song she, she didn't bring her sheet music. Yeah. She didn't bring her sheet music and the the pianist that they have playing along doesn't know the song that she wants to sing. So Mr. V shows up and he's like, Oh, I could totally play it while that's happening. Her family sneaks up into the balcony of the, uh, I guess auditorium where she's auditioning. Um, which I mean, that's a I don't I don't know how they managed to do that, but they did. And 
Ruby starts her song and she signs the entire song for well, her family. Well, she starts singing it and then starts signing and it like yeah, she starts, through. yeah, she starts. Which I found really weird. I'm like, why didn't like from the it didn't like cross her mind from the beginning of the movie, like even to like just sign it. even when she was doing like her recital. Yeah, like she knows sign language and it's like cool, like when people sing and do sign language. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. It's kind of yeah, like because her parents are deaf, so like yeah. wouldn't that be nice? So um. So yeah, so oh, the song she sings, uh, I just saw it now. Both sides now by Joni Mitchell. Oh yeah, it's right. um, it was actually it was a really good song. Um, I love Joni Mitchell. She uh, yeah, she's pretty good. So she ends up getting into Berkeley. Uh, the movie ends with her and her friend. Yeah, the, they're driving yeah, off, right? Yeah, yeah, driving to. Uh, they're 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 like driving away from the family house, and as she's driving away, like she does the sign for "I love you." And that was it. That was the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it was fun. Quite a lot. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I like that they had all they had all deaf actors play the deaf the deaf characters. Uh, they did. Oh yeah, that was an, like. yeah that was another thing about this movie. Yeah. They um so everybody so they originally cast um Marley. Oh, also I found out about this movie. Uh, this is actually a remake of a French film from 2014, and I'm gonna yeah. butcher this, so I'm sorry. Uh, La Famille Belier. The family of the deaf, maybe? Probably. Family of deaf, deaf um, family? I don't know. So it was a remake of that movie. The director and, I guess, writer of this movie, Cien, Cien Heater? Header? Apologies if that's the wrong pronunciation Probably as well. like John. Oh, Johnny yeah. Johnny. Cast Marley, Marley Matlin. And I mean, if you're going to cast, you know, a deaf woman, she's the one. Yeah. She's been, I mean, she's been acting for decades. And then... I'm sure there's other deaf actresses, but, like, she's the one, only one I know, honestly. Yeah, so then... Um, the people who were financing the movie didn't want to cast any more um, deaf people for Which, the characters. That's weird. Why would you not yeah, want I to? I don't know, but uh, Marley Matlin insisted that they do, or else she walks. Good um, for her. And so then everybody else was like, "Guess we're casting deaf people." Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. And so then, um, like, haven't we learned anything from like uh, Scarlett Johansson, like playing playing an Asian, supposed to be playing an Asian woman I in a movie? Like, come on, or a, like cast, like cast, like. Cast for the, yeah. the role, like, geez. So I think uh, uh, Marley Matlin ended up reaching out to, like, uh, I, I guess, like, a, the community of, um, like, deaf actors and things in Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken. I remember reading that a while ago and kind of started pulling people from there. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, she used her connections at the Deaf West Theater in Los Angeles. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's, like, tons of deaf actors, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so that's that's how they cast. So uh, CN Heater ended up seeing, I hope I'm saying her name right. Cyan, S I A N, Cyan, right? That sounds right. Probably Cyan. Um, I would say Cyan. So, so she ended up seeing uh, Troy uh, Coetzer, who was the guy that played the father, and then uh, Daniel Durant, who played Leo, was cast after finding him through like uh, auditions and stuff. And then Amelia Jones herself actually learned sign language for the role, uh, which I thought was pretty sweet because all she had to do was just. All she really needed to do was just learn sign language for her parts, but she ended up committing to it and took like nine months of ASL languages to actually be able to communicate with like the rest of her cast, like offset and things like that, which I thought was really nice. And then I think which like makes sense to me. Like, wouldn't you want to like learn? I mean, I mean, I'd want to learn it. I would like if you're gonna because I mean, just and it would be it would make the perform it makes probably makes the performance way better too. Yeah, because you know what you just know what you're doing. Like you don't have to think about it. Like yeah. you know what I mean. You just kind of if you know the language. So then she was able to communicate with like the cast and stuff. And I actually read because now all the articles are coming out about Coda and how it's up for like I don't know every award ever. 
um, they actually apparently uh, Amelia and like the rest of the char- the actors that played her family they started like a little family group text chain that they actually like communicate on like regularly oh, which nice. I thought was nice that's cute so um so I really liked Coda mm-hmm. um it's also if you're curious it is up for Oscars for the Oscars it's up for best picture uh Troy Coetzer is up for best supporting actor he's actually the first deaf actor to be nominated for best supporting actor nice um, and then uh, CN Heater is nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Nice. So they're up for three awards. That's See cool. if they sweep. That'd be nice. Maybe. In the meantime, I don't they've... think it'll win Best Picture. I don't know who else is nominated. I don't think it's going to win. So Best Picture for this year Belfast, mm-hmm. uh, Coda, Don't Look Up. Really? Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Dune? Pizza. Dune? Yeah. Fuck Dune. Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, if I had to choose, it's. I mean, I haven't. I've only seen Coda. Oh, well, Coda and Don't Look Up. That's only two. I mean, Dune, I didn't see, but I could care less. I, I honestly, King Richard, I, I don't. That movie bothers me because it's, it's all about the dad when the, the sisters are like the best athletes in the world, whatever. Just, anyway. just feeling how like Hollywood works. I have a feeling like it'll be King Richard just because it was like a Will Smith joint. I don't think King. I don't think King Richard's gonna win. It's probably gonna be like Nightmare Alley or Belfast. You think? Yeah, it's always like something that no one's seen. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's true. But I do, Alley... do want to watch Power of the Dog though. I don't even know what that's about. That's that movie. Uh, I th- I think it's the movie with Channing Tatum when he has to like return the dog oh, to like. Oh, that's cute. Right? Isn't that? Is that no. Oh no! Power of the Dog is the one with Cumberbatch, right? Oh, yeah. This is the one that Sam Elliott Wait, just shit all over. What's the Channing Tatum movie? That's not, I mean, that's, it's, all, it's not called Power of the Dog. I forget what it's called. But it is something, it. but it's it is. It's with the dog, yeah. yeah. I but thought it was I that. I don't think it's that, no. This is like a Western. A Western psychological drama. Yeah. This is the movie that just, that uh, Sam Elliott just, he was just on like Mark Maron, just shit all over this movie. He said it's like. Was it terrible? He just, because, I guess because he's been in so many Westerns, he thinks oh. he knows how to make a Western. Sure. And But this movie, but I, I think this movie's like an abstract western you know what i mean oh. it's not supposed to be like and he was like sit, just talking shit about it it was all right licorice pizza is supposed to be really good but it's weird because there's like a like a weird relationship in it like the girl there's like a relationship between like a 25 year old girl and a 15 year old boy or something oh which is weird the woody um, allen story yeah <laughs> well so but yeah oh by the way remember remember the other, yesterday we were talking about um i asked you who you thought the best athlete in the world was yes um and you asked me and i said i didn't know yes serena williams now i have it okay now i have an answer all right uh for those wondering i went michael jordan yeah okay, i just thought about when fine. you said king no, Richard, yeah, that's so. fair anyway, that's fair off topic but um, also west side story the girl who plays maria maria that's her name right the main character in west side story i've I think never maria, seen west side story wasn't invited to the oscars <laughs> They didn't invite her. She, I mean, people like on like the so, like social media when they found out like made a big stink about it, and they now she's invited, so now she's going. But originally wasn't invited to the Oscars. She's in the a movie that's nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. How how was she not invited to the Oscars? That's insane. That's weird. Like Steven Spielberg couldn't get her a ticket. Like, come on. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and also, if you're curious, the Oscars this year, uh, three female hosts. Yeah, Amy uh, Schumer. Wanda, yep. Uh, Wanda, Sykes. Wanda Sykes, I don't and know Regina Hall, I believe. That's the third one. I believe it's Regina Hall. Um, but that's pretty cool. So yeah, I love Wanda Sykes. I'm sure. I think I, Wanda Sykes is. I'm sure it'll great. still be like seven hours long. Yeah, probably. Is um, it? It's not. It's in live, right? Like, I mean, like people are I, go like it's I in person it. this yeah. year. Like, it's not like a telecast or whatever. No, I don't think so. Or whatever online. That's um, cool. 
Oh, and also a little another fun fact about the Oscars, only because I saw it now. Other hosts that they were considered that they were considering, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, which is always a good, that's just, it's always a good duo. Maya Rudolph, Pete Davidson, Steve Martin. I would have liked to see Steve Martin and Martin Short. I feel like that would have. They're a fun duo as well. Stuff. I love Maya Rudolph. Um, She's hilarious. And Selena Gomez. Mm. So I mean, oh, were they going to do like the three of them from Murder? Only Murders in the Building. Selena Gomez. I think that makes sense. Yeah. So they probably would have done. It probably would have been like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph. Oh. And I don't know where Pete Davidson. Would oh, have sat I see. In. Oh, it's in like threes. I think. So, yeah. I, well, no, because then you have Pete Davidson. And then you have Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Mm, I don't know if Pete Davidson would be a good host. I mean, I don't. I like Pete Davidson, but I think Pete Davidson, as a host, he's. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know how he would do as a host. Well, maybe, maybe he'd be fine though. Um, I mean, he's funny to me. I Some guess. Some people don't think he's funny, but I think he's funny. Um, but yeah, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph—that would have been phenomenal. I mean, that would have yeah. been. It, you don't think those three ladies? I think are that would have been. Yeah, that would have been fun. Anyway, I mean, the three that they have are fine, but I'm just saying. Um, and also, uh, budget for this movie was ten million. At the box office, only did one million. Well, that makes sense. But I'm sure I never heard. I didn't hear about it until I didn't know that there was a recently. theater release. I didn't even know that there was a theater release. I only knew about it when it went to uh, Apple TV Plus. Um, I didn't. I'm sure it made. I'm sure Apple paid I, a good amount of money yeah, for it, though. I, I didn't realize it was a Sundance movie. I literally knew nothing about. No, this I film. never heard of it um, until recently. Yeah. we were gonna watch it. So hopefully, until the Oscars came out, yeah. Hopefully, Coda sweeps. Yeah, um, I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. This is a great movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Nightmare Alley is going to win Best Picture. That's a Guillermo del Toro joint. Ooh, he well, wins yeah. a lot of awards, and it's supposed to be really good. I wanted to watch that. I think it's on like HBO or something. We should watch it actually. All right, maybe we'll watch it tonight. Okay. Um, that's it. That's yeah. this week's episode. So, but I do hope. The father wins best supporting actor. Which yeah, I think he was he very have, good. Who was nominated for that? He was very. He was very. He was very funny. I think he he could win because I think he's hilarious in this movie. So for best supporting actor, it's Claren Hines in Belfast. I don't know him. Uh, Troy Coetzer for Coda. Jesse Plemons, The Power yeah, he's of the Dog. Good. Uh, J.K. Simmons. I love J.K. Simmons. And Cody Smith McPhee. I don't even know who that is. And Power of the Dog. Yeah, Power of the Dog. Apparently, it's got a lot of uh, yeah. a buzz. Sam Elliott doesn't like it, but. Dune is Dune is like nominated in every category. Dune, they're up for best visual effects. I can't imagine that they have best costume design, best cinematography. They're in best sound, best original score. Ugh, I hope it doesn't win anything. Good I mean, Lord. Hans Zimmer did the music, so of course. The thing is, like in every category except for like three, except for documentary and animated. Good God! <laughs> Wait, um, what's, which ones are now? I like the animated category. Who's nominated for that? Encanto, Flea, Luca. The Mitchells versus the Machines and Raya and the Last Dragon. Hmm, I'm gonna say Encanto just because oh, Pixar always huge. sweeps that. Well, Luca was good too. Oh, oh wait, there. Oh, there are other Luca categories too. on this side. I totally missed uh, that. Oh yeah, Best Director, Actress. Oh, oh, Olivia Coleman is always good too. She's nominated for Best Actress. Kristen or Kirsten Stewart. Or wait, oh no, Kristen Stewart is nominated. That's right. She's nominated for Spencer. Okay. Well. Anyway. Oscars are tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I guess they might they're on March 27th, whenever you hear this podcast. There if they already happened, hey, congrats to all the winners. Um, unless we don't like the winner. Unless we don't like the winners. Yeah. Then but screw you. Until next week, mm-hmm. um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Did I Miss Pod. Yeah, do that. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yep. Let us know what you think. Let us know how we're doing. 
I would love that. Um, and also give us some suggestions on Twitter on what we could watch or listen to next, because we also do albums on this podcast. Oh, yeah, we'll do it all. Um, and we may do another album at oh. some point. Oh, you have one? Uh, yeah, I was thinking of one. Okay. You can tell me so, later. So, I'll tell you later. Yeah. But until then... You can tell me now and then beep it out. It'd be fun. I was thinking we could do... Because I've never heard that album I before. I've never heard the whole album. Yeah, you're right. Um, so I was thinking we could do that. We could do that, yeah. I mean, I know... I mean, I probably know what, like, three or four singles off of it. I only know the two. I only knew the two. Well, whatever came out on the radio, I know. I don't know anything that was um, on the actual album. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Be excellent to one another. Yep. Bye.